Hi, I'm your host Zoe, and you're listening to Way Offside, episode one, You're Pretty Good, for a couple of girls. Recorded July 8th, 2020, at our Newcastle, Ontario location. Sports culture. And can we toxic hockey culture? Super toxic about current sports culture. Youth competitive sports. Toxic culture. Toxic culture. Toxic elements of hockey culture. Today, we're going to be taking a look at a video that went viral in 2015 titled Stupid Questions Female Hockey Players Get Asked, and what that showcases about the reality of being a woman in sports. Growing up, having been continuously excluded from recess sports can demolish the self-image of any young girl. I distinctly remember being repeatedly told by the boys out in the schoolyard that I wasn't allowed to play with them because I couldn't keep up. I was a girl. Girls aren't as good at sports as boys. That's just the way it was. Women are continuously put down in the male-dominated world of sports. Whether through unequal pay or simply by the comments made, it feels as if female athletes will never be seen as equal or will never be taken seriously. Every female athlete has so many similar stories and experiences. So much so, some of the most commonly asked questions that knowingly or unknowingly put female hockey players down were compiled into a video. This video was made by a University of British Columbia student and a member of the school's ice hockey team, Kirsten Toth, and it went viral back in November of 2015, yet it is still relevant to today's view of female hockey players. It's titled, Stupid Questions Female Hockey Players Get Asked, and it was exactly that. Toth interviewed her friends, asking them the stupidest questions they've ever been asked as high-level athletes, and asked them to respond to ones she'd heard as well. The best question I've ever been asked is, do girls wear figure skates while playing hockey? And the answer is no, because I'm not figure skating, I'm playing hockey. The video took a highly satirical approach, the women all showing just how ridiculous the comments and questions were. It highlighted a clear problem, how women are seen and treated as lesser in sport. So today we answer the question, how did a viral video made by a BC student-athlete highlight women in sports' assumed inferiority complex? Toth recognized how uneducated and underexposed people were to the world of female athletes, specifically hockey players, and decided to make the video as an attempt to get more enthusiasm towards women's sports, and ultimately, more fans and more future athletes. One of her teammates, who participated in the video, Kaylee Hay, said, We make light of it in the video, but gender stereotypes in sports, and not just hockey, is a huge thing, and it's serious. To get to the root of if women in sports truly have an inferiority complex, we need to see whether that complex is actually supposed. The most common argument most men will jump at the chance to bring up when on the subject of inequality between women and men in sports is that, well, women are just weaker. It's biology, really. It sounds innocent enough, but it's always said with a clear, condescending tone. So let's break that down, starting with purely fact-based data on the female and male anatomy. According to the Duke Law Center for Sports Law and Policy, there's an average of 10 to 12% performance gap between elite males and elite females. This is due to biological differences in female and male athletes, specifically testosterone levels. Toth herself acknowledges this difference in an interview with the province on her video, saying, People need to understand the message we're trying to send. It's not that we think women are as strong, fast, or better than men in hockey. It's that we dedicate our lives to this sport. We put in the same amount of work and hours as anyone else, yet we have no dream to chase. But according to Playing With Boys, Why Separate Is Not Equal, by political scientist Eileen McDowell and gender and sports journalist Laura Papano, they state that while men have 40 to 60% greater upper body strength and 25 to 30% more lower body strength than women, with training and nutritional guidance on par with men's, female powerlifters, for example, have narrowed the gap in actual strength to between 0 and 8%, culminating in, if a man and woman have the same size muscles, they should have almost exactly the same size strength. 
They go on to say how there have been studies to suggest that women's lower body strength in a performance test of leg press actually exceeds men. While there's a connection between muscle size and strength, there is not a direct correlation. Major differences in performance can be largely attributed to body composition, not specifically gender-oriented details. Not to mention that females have been able to match up in male-dominated areas such as speed. Kendall Cohn even managed to compete in the NHL All-Star Skills Competition, being the first woman to do so, and got 7th in the fastest skater competition, only one second behind the winner. She can compete with the best of the best. Training and muscle mass can almost eliminate the difference between female and male athletes. Recognizing the difference in our bodies, though, should not take away from acknowledging what makes male and female athletes great. These sports value male-given birth qualities, such as weight and height, but leave out newly found and vitally important skills like accuracy, visualization, game strategy, and passing, something we aren't born with. Maybe we just aren't valuing the right traits. If women aren't actually all that weaker than men, and sports just value certain qualities over others, then why are they still assume, assumed inferior? Problems stem heavily from the lack of media coverage and the type of media coverage women in sports do get, something not unseen in the video made by Toth. Types of questions by reporters and journalists continue to depict women in traditional roles that reaffirm their femininity as wives and mothers or sex objects, rather than focusing on the sport they're playing. From the caption of the Indian cricket team, Mitali Raj being asked who her favorite male cricket player was, to Serena Williams, the American tennis player, being asked to give a twirl when coming out for a big match. The video made by the UBC player further highlighted the lack of income in fans in women's sports, perpetuating the misconception that they are less important. Do girls get paid? No, we don't get f***ing paid. Maybe if you guys just show up to our games and get a little fan base that we get paid. People also cite not watching women's sports as them being less exciting. Yes, that might potentially be due to quality of play. But Purdue professor Cheryl Cookie also points out that our perception of how interesting women's sports are comes from media itself. She says... Men's sports are going to seem more exciting. They have higher production values, higher quality coverage, and higher quality commentary. When you watch women's sports, there are fewer camera angles, fewer cuts to shots, fewer instant replays. Yeah, it's going to seem to be a slower game, and it's going to seem less exciting. But that perceived inferiority doesn't only come from media. It also comes from women's assumed fragility. You see, in women's hockey, they don't hit. It doesn't mean it's not physical. I've been tripped enough times and slashed across the ankles enough to know that. But it just doesn't it just means we don't value having the ability to try and kill one another with open ice hits. But that division between women's and men's hockey fuels people not taking an interest in the women's game, and the use of the term weak in regards to physicality of women. Often cited reasons as to why women can never play in the NHL is because women can't hit and can't handle being hit, which is in fact true, but not for the reasons you may think. Two girls fight? Yeah, we always pull each other's hair. Trevor with my stick. Scratch your eyeballs in. <laughs> Well, technically, no, because girls are very fragile, and girls, in women's hockey, we don't body check like they do in men's hockey. We don't want to break a nail. We're too weak. While the players in the video make light of it, it's true. Young girls don't hit, but it doesn't mean that they're not physical. Women have never been taught to hit and take a hit. Simple as that. Rather than teach them and prepare them, the man-made sport was then forced to expand to women was simply adapted for them without being asked. To be fair, once women's hockey had been clarified to not include hitting, Parents were more likely to enroll their daughters, so this rule allows for more women to start out, but stops them before they can get anywhere. If being able to play with boys and in the NHL is so reliant on them being able to take and give a hit, and, we aren't, and women aren't taught how to do that, how do you expect them to compete when they aren't given the chance or the resources? Sports for men is in the image of masculinity, and promotes said masculinity and power through the sport. Whereas sports solidifies masculinity for men, it challenges femininity for women. When women are finally allowed to play the masculine game was weakened and altered to conform to the view of women as fragile and weak. 
the sport that really counts was lessened. Why do you think it's the National Hockey League and the Women's National Hockey League? Hereby somewhat justifying why women are still being asked, Do girls play hockey? This fragility stems from gender norms, that much is clear. But is it all that true? Martin Lambs, a sports scientist at the Technical University of Munich, concluded that in women's and men's soccer, men stayed down when injured 30 seconds longer on average, even if women were definitively injured twice as often when looking at the same number of injuries. Men's games even averaged double the definitive or questionable injuries during the game than women's, men's injuries occurring roughly 11 to 12 times per game. I can attest to women's toughness in sports. One of my forwards this last year playing a, played an entire game with a six inch gash on her back, accidentally being shoved into a screw coming out of the boards. She barely even complained and only noticed after the game when blood was spilling out everywhere. So women can excel at sports physically and mentally. The true inferiority is coming from society. Lack of media attention and respect paired with treatment and assumptions about young girls all culminates in an assumed inferiority perpetuated by both men and women, and how sports challenges the roles we are supposed to have as women. Is the answer to bring back hitting into women's hockey? I'd argue no. Growing up playing hockey and watching the boys' games, they always felt senseless and violent, whereas the girls, not being able to do the same, focus more on passing and plays and the brains aspect of the sports. Women bring something different to team sports. Even before looking at the evidence presented, women's assumed inferiority is so present. Even just looking at some of the comments underneath the video posted by Toth on YouTube made for some moments of me wanting to hit my head against a wall. Every woman in sports has a story like me and those girls. You can sense their frustration in the video. So, the final question is, where do we go from here? How can we lessen this attached inferiority and educate others? Popularizing female sports on TV and giving women a future in sports would certainly help. But I'm at fault too. I rarely watch women's hockey. I genuinely looked and can't always even find it. But I've now made a resolution to myself. I want to watch women's hockey. I want to watch the sport I love played by strong women who are getting paid dirt and doing it anyway. I don't want to watch men having pissing contests as they see who draw the most blood as they hit each other in the middle ice and spectators goad them on. I want to watch two skilled teams attempt to outsmart one another and showcase what women can really do. It is crucial that people educate themselves on the female sports world and realize that maybe, even if the game isn't identical to their male counterparts, it has just as much to offer and shouldn't be dismissed so quickly. Financial support and proper marketing and interview could change the way the women's game is viewed, and understanding and recognizing the differences in the game opens you up to a whole new side of hockey, one that's not necessarily worse just because there's no hitting and it's played by women. Mike Toth, the father of the UBC player Kirsten Toth, who originally posted the video, sums it up best. Boys pay the price on the ice with blood, sweat, and tears. And girls pay the same price, but also with the way that they're treated. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed. You play hockey? But you're so pretty!